Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there, and welcome to Force Center Presents Databank Dive. I'm Ken Namsa. And I'm Joseph Scrimshaw, and Databank Dive is the show where we dive into the databank. And then also Wikipedia, we pick a noun, a character, a place, a vehicle, a weapon, something weird, wild, wondrous, fun in Star Wars, and then... We discussed the hell out of it for about a half an hour. We did a season of this show on uh, the great science fiction app, The Companion. So if you want to check out that uh, original season uh, that I believe launches off with Boba Fett's knee darts, you can go check out The Companion. But we are happy to continue to discuss right out here in public in front of everyone (laughs) all the weird stuff in Star Wars. 
the storefront. And shout out to our buddy who we got to finally hang out with in London, uh, Tommy Valentine, who uh, works over the companion that made that possible. Uh, it was a lot of fun and uh, spawned this uh, this uh, full on show here. And uh, we're going to get into it shortly. But we do want to also let you know about our Patreon page. We are uh, just thrilled with the support over there, the continued support throughout the years. It really makes the show possible. And if you want to check it out and get exclusive shows like Will of the Force, our monthly show, uh, our uh, series right now ongoing with Indiana Jones, uh, the Perilous podcast leading up to Dial of Destiny, join the journey over there, patreon.com slash force center. But Joseph, we've got a Fun, grumpy topic today on Data Bank. <laughs> I think we're in the perfect mood to record this episode. <laughs> this is a character I've found myself identifying with, and I you should always that should always be a problem. But the character today is Grease, a full name Grease Dritus. Uh, that is a, a name. I don't know if that uh, surname was out there in the video game, but uh, in the book Battle Scars, it uh, was there. And I'll say this right now before we dive in, Joseph, we are recording this episode a little bit ahead of time before Jedi Survivor was was, uh, released, uh, before we got our grubby little hands on it, and before you and I both completed Battle Scars, uh, the the book by Sam Maggs that leads into that game. So we're kind of discussing Grease as we know him coming out of uh, the Jedi uh, uh, video game, the the, uh, Fallen Order. Why my blank? <laughs> I was, was going to say Jedi First Order. That was that's not it. That's not the game. I, I pause every time on Jedi Survivor because I just want to call it Jedi Fallen Order Two or Jedi Fall Harder. Like I want the titles to be more connected than just Jedi Colon. And that, yes. that's the way I'm going to refer to this series. I can't, you know what? Best video game series ever. Jedi Colon. <laughs> and I'm not a fan of Star Wars Jedi colon whatever i don't know that it trips me up it's not a bad title it just trips me up i'm with you with you so anyway more colons than dexter jetster probably has star wars colon jedi colon (laughs) another Uh, bad thing happened i love that uh so grease of course featured in fallen order the name i definitely know because i played the game uh and he's a he's a fascinating character we're gonna find out uh more about him and ask the question how weird is grease here's what the starwars.com databank has to say about grease the captain of the stinger mantis the four-armed latero grease dritus is an adept uh excuse me adept pilot who works for sheer uh cheer junda can i just not say words today Sheer <laughs> junda Known for his gruff nature and curmudgeonly demeanor, uh, Sears the only person in the galaxy who Grease appears to hold in high esteem. Ooh, we'll dive into that, I'm sure. All right, if my tongue will allow me to, we're going to read more. Uh, This is from Wikipedia. Despite his history of gambling, Grease was one of the most risk-averse members of the Stinger Mantis crew. He repeatedly expressed hesitation when asked to travel to dangerous planets such as Dathomir and later confessed to being (laughs) highly intimidated by Night Sister Marin. I mean, who wouldn't be? He hated nature and constantly cooked meals for the crew. That's a constantly cooked, like, like, that's a, that, I didn't really concentrate on that before uh, putting this uh, together. Uh, he also had a terrarium behind a wall of Umbaran glass and was grateful when Calcast had collected seeds for it. <laughs> hmm. Grease Dreadus uh, was introduced in the uh, 2019 video game Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Hey, the name is right there. And according to the game's director, Stig Asmussen, uh, who is uh, a friend of a friend. I, I, it's weird. I, I, I want to talk to Stig about this because the inspiration for Grease was John C. Riley, 
And the character Ralph Furley from the sitcom Three's Company. <laughs> Fascinating. We might not be done with that. All right, Joseph, that's, that's a lot here. Uh, quick, uh, you know, uh, quick reactions to some of the scriptures before we get into it. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm coming at this from only knowing Grease and the last name Drydus, uh from the video game Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I have not even cracked as of this recording. Uh, open mm. uh, Battle Scar, okay. so I know nothing. Uh, looks like I'm going to be a little bit behind on playing uh, Jedi colon Survivor. So all of my Grease relationship at the moment is from the <laughs> video game, and I absolutely loved him in mm-hmm. the video game. I love that name, Grease Drydus. It's a great Star Wars name, but it also sounds like a a swear word that the Mandoverse would make up to <laughs> mm-hmm. give some uh, mm-hmm. some break to Dank Farrick. Grease Drytus, uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. So I I and just a kind of a we'll talk more about all the details, but a a great classic grumpy sidekick character and kind of mm-hmm. perfect for a video game. I love the way the mm-hmm. the Wikipedia is is really trying to talk about Grease like a living, breathing character, which of course he is, but so many of the things uh, that the way it's written are about video games of like, yeah, uh, repeatedly expressed hesitation, you know, because that video game <laughs> thing of like, well, uh, the, the ship is parked. I'm wandering around killing animals and trying yeah. to find uh, kyber crystals. And every time I check in with Grease, he's got about three things to say. And one of them is, <laughs> I don't know about that, Zemir. Uh, and the same thing with you put the seeds in and you hear like, ah, thanks or whatever it is in the video game. I don't remember, but it's like, yep. Yep. It's just, there's just a little bit of that sort of a disconnect between yeah. reality and video games. He yeah. loved it when you put in the seeds cause he was, his voice was cued to go. Thanks. Thanks. Indeed. He really did. Uh, this is amazing. I'm, I'm laughing already. Wonderful stuff here. Um, yeah, and uh, we're going to get into it here uh, with a, a description of Greece. But I'll say this. Yeah, I, I immediately took to him as well. It, you know, he curmudgeonly a grump. Uh, yeah, sure. That, that describes me for most of my life. So uh, I, I connect with him right away. And just perfect for the, the driver of a video game, right? Exactly what you're saying. You just come back mm-hmm. and connect into him and... He's got some. He's got something snarky to say, because of course. <laughs> uh, but Joseph, we are going to physically describe Grease for those who maybe aren't at a, at a computer pulling up Wikipedia. How would you describe Grease Drydus? <laughs> he's uh, squat with forearms. Uh, he's either got a little bit of a, a beer belly or a beer mm. crotch because there's a, <laughs> it's hard to a sort of. Whole whole body a uh, bulge there, which is beautiful, lovely. Uh, definitely looks like a grump with the heart of gold, which he of course mm-hmm. is. He's got that classic Star Wars vibe of like, uh, what if we took a kind of more classic alien design and then just put a lot of pressure on on the alien's head, and <laughs> squashed him a bit. <laughs> it might be the Ralph Furley inspiration uh, for anybody who isn't just. Uh, extremely well versed in three's company that is uh, yeah. the actor don knotts mm. uh mm. playing a little bit of that sort of 70s uh, uh lounge character who is uh past their prime i don't know if it's that but i i can't look at grease without thinking of basically just a lot of dated references ken mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. somehow reminds me of leisure suit larry from those <laughs> old video games i understand they've been updated there's a vibe there, uh, but he and then those mutton chops makes him look like like, like a, a U.S. president from the 1800s. So that's who I think he is. 
Leisure Suit Larry meets a U.S. president from the 1800s. He's Martin Van Buren if he ran a gentleman's club on a video game in the 80s. Oh, no. Oh, no. There's something there with the, the, the Ralph Furley and the Leisure Suit Larry and the way that, the, I don't know, the, the way those collars are opened and he's got a medallion, you know, and it just yeah. it really looks like he's been involved in some key parties. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just put your keys in the bowl. We'll see what happens. Yes, uh, and, and you know what? Uh, I, again, I'm, I'm I'm still early on in Battle Scars, uh, the the novel. It's it's one of the more adult novels that's got some stuff in there that uh, a lot of people are discussing. So this fits for Grease that he'd just be part of that as well in his own Grease like way. Great description of him. Uh, the 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 forearms, literally the forearms. You're right. The gut slash he's just you know he enjoys his beer clearly and and why shouldn't you uh, i am obsessed with the the facial hair configuration um and i want to know more about if that's cultural from his planet he's uh uh latero uh it's kind of a you know a species not explored as much in star wars so i want to see others this is like the yoda yaddle thing from phantom menace i want to i want to gruise where's a gruise an ex-wife of Grease that we can figure some stuff out. You're right. That, that hair is the facial hair, the, the sideburns, mutton chops, half head hair. Um, it's so big hmm. that it really changes the shape. And there, it, it really is like that. You know, sometimes when, when you shave or a person shaves and then it's like, ah, I didn't know my face was shaped that way. Or like, who's that tiny little rat person? Like, <laughs> it, is his face actually like quite thin looking when you shave? Yeah, gosh, I haven't shaved to, to a zero in a bit. Uh, now I'm worried I'm going to be like Grease. Oh, no. What will I discover there? <laughs> what will I discover there? Well, from that wonderful description of Grease, we'll dive into some more uh, stuff. Um, and, well, keep this is still around the description here. What makes him fit into the Star Wars aesthetic more? Is it his four arms, the Dexter Jetster style, or is it his sideburns, which definitely seem to either have exploded from 77, 1977 or 1877 is the debate. <laughs> I think that's a point you, you make, but what, and it could be more, it could be more things. And I'm curious about that, but I, I was trying to, is it, is it both? Is it one or the other? Cause he feels so 77 star Wars to me. And I'm trying to pinpoint that. He really does. I, I think it's partially because he's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> he's lived in he's lived in it i i mean it sounds mean and like i'm making fun of him but his ship his vibe it has that you know the the prequels had a lot of uh, a cleaner look as we spent times uh on in in coruscant and naboo in in elegant high high-end places and um you know the the original trilogy we saw broken down places at the falcon and rebel bases and and he's just got a little bit more of that like yeah i washed my jacket two years ago what's the problem he's yeah. got that vibe mm -hmm. um I, I, the, the the mutton chops are really great and that maybe is a kind of connection to some of the the weird surprising hairstyles mm -hmm. uh in retrospect mm -hmm. that uh that they've actually you know made canonical of like well people from alderaan had that hair 70s hair facial hair mm -hmm. the forearms mm -hmm. helps the jacket design helps the the mm -hmm. the ribbed sleeves uh that are the star wars design but you know what the biggest thing for me is ken is he's got muppet vibes yeah yeah like the muppets that appeared on saturday night live that first season yeah kind of base muppets almost fraggle rock muppets 
it's a little bit of the shape of the head in the in the mm-hmm. mouth too is yeah. just sort of like i can see him you know complaining to uh grover uh, about <laughs> something in his soup i can see him giving kermit grief he's just he's got high high muppet vibes <laughs> he just goes up to cal and goes near <laughs> far yeah far from dathomir <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. No, you're right. And there's something, at least in the first game, I'm sure he's going to get an update uh, on an outfit. I think I've seen some of the photos here um, from uh, Survivor, but Fallen Order, it is a little bit of that burnt red over silver vibe. There's, there's, mm-hmm. He's definitely hung out at Chalman's Spaceport Cantina, and it shows. <laughs> and it shows. And I just, <laughs> I really love that. As weird as this. You know, right. Oh, my God. I'm looking at this one photo, too. He looks like a squished down beakless version of Sam the Eagle as well. Yeah. Yeah. The coloration, the sort of the sternness of his yeah. eyes. Yeah. Wow. The f- You're all brow. weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> Sam the Eagle, one of the more interesting Muppet characters ever created. Um, we'll do that on Muppet Center. Uh so we we've we've stumbled onto this uh, already, but I I, I uh, will highlight the question here, maybe return to some of our answers here. Hearing this, uh, the games director Stig Osmussen uh, saying that John C. Riley and Ralph Furley are part of the inspiration for Greece. Uh, what does that mean to you? You've <laughs> analyzed it a little bit with, with Don Knotts's Ralph Furley, but when you hear those two names together in this character, where does your mind go? I think I think saying not a specific John C. Riley character, but the general oeuvre of John C. Mm-hmm. Riley, I think of uh, grumpy but with a heart of gold and grumpy but with flair. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and yeah. like maybe a a a little loud, a little the first to complain, but still very active and animated. Mm-hmm. And it's been a little while since I've really, really absorbed uh, Three's Company. Uh, but Don yeah. Knotts is always uh, uh, grumpy, but with flair and yeah. grumpy, loud, loud, grumpy, mm-hmm. happy to tell the opinion. Like those are some of the vibes yeah. that I get. That's a great pull. Yeah, that's a great pull on that. Uh, I remember Don Knotts, Ralph Furley. First of all, you know, that was a salacious show for a youngster like me to watch. I was not necessarily allowed to watch that in my house growing up. But when I would sneak a peek, uh, yeah, for, for, there was a lot of, uh, lot of uh, you know, uh, youth uh, with, with a little uh, sexual tension in their heart. And, and Furley was the, the bucket of water on that, you know, yep. just, <laughs> just kind of uh, always up to uh, <laughs> what's going on here. You roommates are not. Yeah, it was all that vibe. So that, right. that kind of tracks. Um, yeah, I, well, I love that for, for Grease to take if that's the role, if he's like, hey, hey. Is anybody making eyes at each other on my ship? Well, and, and it's so fascinating. <laughs> no funny business in the terrarium. There's only, I, I won't go into Battle Scars. I really won't. But there's one beat in early on Battle Scars. It's a Grease point of view, uh, part of a chapter. And he's he's got furly vibes of like, and look at them cavorting. Like, it's fascinating. And whether or not uh, the author, Sam Maggs, uh, look to this as an inspiration as well, or it's, it's a great little chapter. Uh, so that tracks. I think it's a great pull. Uh, you're really getting into the furly of it all, and I like that. Um, <laughs> as far as the, the John C. Riley, I guess it's him. The 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 pre- John C. Riley is a big presence for not being, you know, a Tom Cruise leading man type. He's just, he's, he's, he's taller too. He's a bigger dude. Grease is not taller, but yeah, there's a presence, John C. Riley that fills the, fills the screen. And, and he's such a great actor. Like I, I think of like, um, I think of like his grumpy, he was the 
he was the catcher in the baseball movie for the love of the game with Kevin Costner. He was, he was the, uh, you know, uh, struggle to get a double, uh, grumpy, friendly, best friend catcher in the game. That mm-hmm. kind of worked for me. His character, Steve Brule, one of my all time favorite kind of comedy characters has a little bit of a Grease vibe, but Grease is a little, I'd say more intelligent than, than that, but it's an interesting, <laughs> it's a great, and, and I love it. That's why I wanted to highlight it. it, it it's like, I would not have, I would have not have predicted that, but it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we kind of touched on this, but does Grease, you know, does Grease make you think of other people or characters? We got San Diego, we got Leisure Leisure Suit Larry, um, <laughs> all kind of works. So I, I think we already answered it. But any other names pop up? Yeah, I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, for me, he is the Grump with a heart of gold. Like he he uh, made me think of Ben Grimm, the Thing from Fantastic mm-hmm. Four, Marvel comic books. Um, this is maybe a little bit more of a, a loaded uh, 70s, 80s reference, uh, but Archie Bunker from All in the Family. <laughs> That's a great one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- that the complex, uh, people have complex feelings about that show. The intent uh, to me at the time as I was growing up was to show that uh, Archie's mm-hmm. beliefs were not great and he was changing. So I don't want to put that on uh, <laughs> on, on Grease. But the, the, there's yeah. so many examples of the grump with the heart of gold, and that's what I really gravitate toward. Yeah, and 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 the only one other one I think of is uh, physically and aura wise might be Danny DeVito and it's always sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> as Frank Reynolds, but also as Danny DeVito outside of the show, who's still kind of that character in some ways, though it's a, it's a, it's similar to <laughs> a despicable character that doesn't change. Um, but even if you watch, like I watched recently, they have the, the, it's always sunny podcast now. And, and he finally guessed it. He find his, found his way to the studio and, 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 <laughs> It's it's a wonderful episode. He shows up late, and then it has to go to the bathroom, and they stop have to stop the episode, but they keep going. It's it's it, but it's like has Danny DeVito uh, become a character of himself? That's <laughs> the question. Uh, <laughs> just a character of, of what we think uh, uh, all of his characters are, and and Grease has that vibe, including it's mutton chops on Grease, but Danny has especially on the show has the hair that looks like Grease's mutton chops just coming out the side of his head. So it's all kind of... <laughs> Flip to the top. Nice. Yeah. Uh, former Jedi Seer Junda is said to be the only person Grease holds in high esteem. That's what Wikipedia claims there. So what do you think it takes to get onto his good side? How do you get on Team Grease? Well, seeds, seeds, and more seeds. <laughs> bring, him, bring him seeds for his terrarium. Like, yeah, I just I love the whole vibe. Like, yeah, I don't really want to go places. I didn't. I got some gambling problems, so I guess I'll do this. But I don't really. Well, I love seeds. Um, talk more about it, but uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I think since since uh, he is proceeding from a little bit of a fearful place, and some of that uh, grump, I think, is probably a, a shield to mask some of his fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. Uh, Sarah is somebody who provides both physical and emotional security. She is a mm-hmm. badass who can help keep him safe. And she's been around long enough that his, his guard has come down and he trusts her. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, great, great description of it there. And that, yeah, Grease, um, I think he's also the type that just kind of like, if you kind of leave him alone and you get your bleep done and <laughs> the checks by the box and the finish line is crossed and you don't cause him too much grief, uh, even though he might cause some of the grief himself. I think that also 
is how, how he looks. He's kind of like a grumpy football coach. You just like, you, you, you get on that field and do your job. Don't cause me problems. I think there's a little bit of that too, but, but he's going to respect you. Even if I think if, even if Marin causes him some grief or Cal or BD one, I think at the end of the day, he's just happy you're on the team. And, and, and he's, I think was, is more lonely than he lets, lets people know. And he just likes having you all around. He just doesn't necessarily want to talk to you. Oh yeah. And, and he, he doesn't really have that much of a neck, <laughs> but he sticks it out for friends anyway. He does. I'll stick out my hair for you. Uh, all right. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break here on Data Bank Dive. When we come back, we've got more uh, Grease, including a deep philosophical question that he proposes, and maybe we try to answer here. So here it goes. We're going to take a break. More Data Bank Dive on the other side. 
Welcome back to Databank Dive. I'm Ken Namsok. That's Joseph Scrimshaw. We're in the virtual studio. We're taking a look at Grease Dritus on the StarWars.com databank. Of course, a key member of the uh, Jedi colon survivor slash fallen order crew. He's the uh, captain, so to speak, of the Stinger Mantis. Uh, we are uh, going through also Wikipedia and then also... Well, uh, also on the on, on the dot com entry here, Joseph. Uh, Grease is said to hate nature, yet he keeps a terrarium that Cal, as you mentioned, helps collect <laughs> seeds for. We also got the thing I should add in: he is a gambling addict who does not like taking risks. What can we learn <laughs> from Grease about the duality of man or the, the duality of beings in the galaxy that can be found in all of us? Do you take any lessons from him? Yes, I think that a, a possible explanation for Grease's duality, and perhaps some of our own, is often what we fear, what we hate, is a lack of control. Mm. And mm. it seems like Grease has a couple things he loves, but they become uh, based in fear when they are beyond his control. So, like, the, the nature for sure, the idea that... Uh, I, I hate nature. I don't like it. But I love it if I can take a tiny curated part of it yeah. <laughs> and put it behind what was that Umbaran glass, Yeah, uh, which yeah. I'm sure is very safe. Yeah, but it, it, it is a great, it pops in that, in that Wikipedia. He hated nature and, uh, and collected seeds. Like what? Yeah. Like he hates mail, but he collects stamps. Um, <laughs> but to me, that is about it. Like I, I, I struggle uh with with nature sometimes mm -hmm. i have uh literally been outside and uh, uh, uh trying to walk somewhere and a weird plant touches my legs and i will literally say out loud i hate nature um <laughs> i hate outside i hate outdoors it's not true i hate not knowing what i'm getting into i hate not being uh prepared for it at this point in my life one of my favorite things to do is go to some sort of uh, park or beach. Hmm. Uh, but it's because I know what to expect. It's contained. I'm hmm. prepared. And I'd, I'd, I'd probably love nature even more if uh, if I took the effort to, you know, get proper clothing, resources, <laughs> <laughs> knowledge, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, that, that's that's what I, what I got out of it. Of uh, I, I love this, but I can't control it, and I'm afraid of the immensity of it, but I love it when I can get a little small piece of it. Uh, this is a great analysis of it, uh, of everything going on here. Yeah, I think Grease, yeah, if I can grow it and, and cultivate it and stare at it in, in the comfort of the Stinger Mantis, I'm on board. But you want me to go crawling around Dathomir when some of those plants can eat me? No, absolutely mm -hmm. not. And I think it's okay to live in that. I, I'm, I Look, I love... Um, like I love, I got to get back to it after the rains here in LA, but I love going hiking, but I go to Griffith park where there's some very clear trails and I don't go off of them. And I got a friend who does the, he and his, his wife do the hikes where they like, I don't know, we end up in the Sarah, uh, foothills of the Sierra Nevadas and we find a place to, and they're gone for five days. And I'm like, that's, that's how nope. you die. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing it. So uh, I could see it. And same with the, the gambling versus uh, he doesn't take the risks. I think, um, a lot of gamblers. Uh, I am a casual one when I'm in front of a wheel of fortune slot machine, uh, feel as though they have a sense of control. It's probably a lie clearly, but they have a sense of, yeah, I, I know, I know what I'm doing here, uh, versus, uh, again, landing on Dathomir, which is not a safe bet. So I love that. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. 
Love it, Duke. We talked a lot about how he looks, how he acts. So the uh, question we get to a lot here on the show is, what is the magic of Grease? What does he bring to the Star Wars saga? I think in in some ways he is just such a great spin on the Han Solo archetype. Mm-hmm. And, and I think Star Wars has gotten so big, so expansive, that that not everything is about the archetypes that we first met in the original trilogy anymore. Mm-hmm. But certainly in this era, a grumpy spaceship captain who isn't sure if they want to join the fight but eh, is there for mm-hmm. <laughs> their friends at the end of the day it's hard not to think of the han solo archetype so to me i think part of his magic is he is tapping into what we love about this archetype in star wars but still managing to become his own character he's han if mm-hmm. han was a muppet <laughs> Yeah, and really like cooking, uh, but he's still a grump with a heart of gold and forearms, and perhaps most importantly, he's not wrong about Dathomir. Like, no, yeah, I'm excited to go there. I was extra excited to go there when I could finally jump high enough. I went there too mm. early in the game. Dathomir <laughs> slide, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had that anti-power fantasy. We're like, all right, I'm going to take this on. And then I get to a place like it looks like you can't jump this high yet. Like, oh, mm. And I had to go back. So I, I listened to Grease complain about Dathomir a lot. And a lot. look, everything on Dathomir, with the exception of Marin, <laughs> wants you to die. So he's not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Now, wonderful uh, uh, to connect like the Han Solo of it all, but it's like this total, like the, oh, like if, if, if in New Hope we met Force Awakens Han, <laughs> like if that mm-hmm. was the, the, the thing that there, <laughs> a different version of it. Love that there. Um, uh, let's look at some other, uh, maybe more personal takes on Grease. He is a character from a very well-received video game, and he's clearly mm-hmm. a supporting character. But I asked the question, and you might have accidentally answered this early on in the show. Um, <laughs> I didn't think of that. What kind of video game would you want to see Grease be the lead in? What, what kind of Grease game would you want to play? Yeah, I mean, not not Leisure Suit uh, Dritus. I don't think that's <laughs> quite right. No? Okay. Um, Fair. I want a video game called Coruscant Crackup, uh, and this would be a racing game in the vein. I don't know if you ever played this. I don't even remember how many systems it was available for, but did you ever play Simpsons Road Rage? I did. I did. I absolutely did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was just all the weird vehicles and the mm-hmm. weird characters, and it was just an exceedingly violent <laughs> called Road Rage uh, for for the Simpsons. Uh, just brutal racing game. And I would love to play Grease like as kind of a, a New York cabbie type character flying through Coruscant, trying to, you know, pick up rides and get people on time and just smashing through everything. Oh yeah. Wasn't there also a game called space cab uh, back in the, uh, like I mean, probably I never, yeah. I never played that one. I think I remember playing it on, on uh, the Commodore 64. And it was hard to land the cab on the platforms because if you picked up too much speed, you crashed. And uh, I can see that working for Grease. So Grease's special delivery could be the game. But I'm obsessed with this idea that Grease constantly cooks. He's like my uh, late grandmother from Ukraine who eat, eat, eat Kenny was the way of life. Uh, because <laughs> she was, uh, you know, going through the war and food was scarce. So every time I go to their house, it was it was perish geese until my brains fell out it was homemade cream cheese <laughs> or cheesecake uh, with with uh, this weird cream cheese thing she put on it and, and it's just like and then we go to el pollo loco 
they went every day, her and my grandfather, and just like, eat, eat, Kenny, eat, eat, eat. And so I, I just think when I hear constantly or read constantly cooking, that's grease to me. Like, yeah, you know, the empire's got all the food here. You got to come on. Yeah, I'm going to cook you a meal. I, I want a game where it's <laughs> like Grease, Grease's Kitchen. Not quite, quite quite the game I want for managing Dexter's Diner, but it's like you got to get orders out constantly. Yeah. Oh, I love this. I would happily play that one. Yeah. Oh, it was like a burger time, but for Grease. How does Grease's ship, the Stinger Mantis, rank for you as a spaceship that doubles as a home? Uh, you know, I don't need a full ranking. Uh, we're not here to disparage other mm. ships, but there's a lot of ships in Star Wars that are ships, but really they're homes. And Stinger Man yeah. definitely has that vibe. Where do you place it? I, I place it pretty high because it's it's, it's realistic. You you look at the mm-hmm. shape of that ship, and they're unlike some Star Wars ships where, like the Falcon, famously, you you, you actually can't make the internal and external space work together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, is uh, that if you want more on that, uh, go find Pablo Hidalgo's tweets. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm fine with it. Raising the fantasy, uh, yeah. but it, it's like living in in a in a long trailer. You know, it's yeah. not that many places to hide, but it does have a nice seating area. In the terrarium, it's lovely, so it, it ranks pretty high for me. Yeah, no, I, I I was looking at it a little more closely than I had in the past, and uh, I like the design of the ship. And it's a yacht; it's it's like kind of a luxury lot, yacht type of model. So I, I've always said that the Razorcrest is, is one of my favorite ships in Star Wars for a lot of reasons. It is kind of a Volkswagen van in space, but that's a one man operation. If you got a team, you got a home. I think this ranks pretty high for me. Uh, the Falcon is one of my all time favorite ships, but I I don't. The Falcon, as we know it, doesn't seem like the most comfortable living environment. So, um, uh, and and the Ghost seems great, but I don't know how the Ghost works. I'm convinced it has secret chambers that don't actually fit into the design of the ship. It's so spacious <laughs> on, on the inside, but on the outside, it doesn't look that big to me. But uh, I, I spent—I think I'd spend a lot of time in the Stinger Mantis. And it's got a terrarium, so you can look at, look at plants as they sprout from seeds that you brought. That'd be kind of yeah, fun. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, it's like, an, it's like a pretty nice hotel room. It's not trying yeah. to be something it isn't. You know what you're getting. It's like, I don't know, staying on a permanently docked <laughs> yacht in London for a celebration. Um, final question here. Inspired by Grease's sideburns, what's the worst facial hair configuration you've had? Mm, uh, yeah, so there was a time in the 90s where I had gone, uh, early 90s where I had gone full grunge. I had long hair, and then I had an uh, extra long uh, just goatee. Not just the goatee. I had the mustache and the goatee, but nothing on the sides, and the goatee itself had gotten long. Mm. Uh, and I decided to cut the long hair. So I just had sort of, a uh, uh, floppy nineties hair, <laughs> uh, with an extra long goatee. It didn't last very long, but that yeah. was probably uh, the worst combination. Ooh, man. We're so similar. I t- it was like a group in similarities. Um, you know, uh, beards and a simple uh, uh, goatee. Well, actually, I think technically the Van Dyke is what it is, right? I don't know if you look mm, at it. Um, yeah. Of the mustache into the little goatee. Um, I've had that. That was, the, that was the style at the time. I don't think I'd just do that again. It looks like I'm from 1997 or in that Three Musketeers movies with with Oliver Platt, Charlie Sheen, and, and Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> and, that, and that one. But that wasn't, it, at the time, it fit. But... I say I grow, grew my hair out after high school down to my belt. I had a long, bushy, unkept beard. I looked like Lennon in the summer of '69, uh, at John, not Vladimir. And uh, I, I 
was transitioning to, all right, that time was done. And I, I shaved it down just to a, a goatee, but I, I have a cleft chin, you know, a little cleft in my chin. And so the hair grew apart. So I had a six inch <laughs> spike, two spikes goatees and that, and people thought I did it on purpose, but it just was like the, how the hair grew. And I didn't have beard care products. All that stuff didn't, wasn't the, the, the talk of the town back then. So I, I had, I had cut my hair to shoulder length. So exactly what you're saying, that floppy mid nineties, you know, Eddie, Eddie yep. header. And then this spiked red goatee, my, my fish hair used to turn bright red. Uh, even though I, I'm not a Reddit. And so like I had, it just, I had these devil horns coming out of my chin. Yeah, um, you, you look like a vampire in the background of a Buffy episode. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and I look back and there's not a lot of photos. Thank God of it. <laughs> their phones weren't uh, cameras at that point. And, and well, I didn't even have a cell phone. What am I saying? My friend had a car phone. That was it. So yeah. Um, I, I look at Greece and I think, man, you feel good now, but, careful when you look back on that <laughs> i want to see what those cheekbones look like underneath <laughs> amazing amazing well that is it we've reached the end of our discussion but before we get out of here as we always do we're going to rate the wild weird and wondrous factor of grease our reading is based on one of the original star wars weirdos lobot so out of 10 lobot heads one being the least of course 10 be the most joseph how many lobot heads do you give grease drydus I'm going to give him 7 out of 10. There's uh, so much to love about Grease. He is a grump uh, with a heart of gold and four arms. He fits into Star Wars great because he's a weird Muppet pilot with rational fear of Dathomir. <laughs> but the thing that bumps him up to me for a 7 is the great conflict. He hates nature, and yet he must have it on his ship. That bumps him up to a 7. I was going to stick it like a solid 6 range, where there's so much of the design that is unique and it is weird. Uh, but I think... I understand him more than even other characters. I get him. I feel him. There's a part of me that might be Grease. And so, therefore, it just seems normal to me. So maybe he's eight to other people, but he's a six to me. And at least one point for uh, not the forearms, not the sideburns, but like the space pants and the whole design. It's a little wonderfully weird. So six to me. <laughs> Seven for Joseph. That is it, my friends. We're out of here on this episode on Databank Dive. If you want to uh, follow us and uh, link to all the other things we do, including our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Center, you can just go to our Twitter page at Pod and link from there. You can follow me at Cadnapsock or Cadnapsock.com. I am uh, playing a Jedi Survivor on my YouTube channel there. If you want to join along on that, uh, take a... Uh, Take that adventure with me. Maybe Grease will have his day in the sun. We'll see. We'll see. We're recording this ahead. Uh, Joseph, where can they find and follow you? You can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Mastodon is at Joseph Scrimshaw. And check out my YouTube page. Or I started a Vimeo page as well for my short films. Also, just search for Joseph Scrimshaw there. Do that, my friends. Do it. All right. For Grease, his sideburns, and all of the characters he makes us think of. We'll see you next time here on Databank Dive.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.